0: Welcome to Native Calgarian. On November 10th, we had released an episode on Riley many bears. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, we had a technical glitch and it was cut off. So with this episode, we just wanna give the full interview uninterrupted and we're gonna call this one episode 29.B. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for your patience. Joining me today is Riley Manny Bears and I'm really grateful to have you here. So I would love for you to introduce yourself.
1: Uh okay. Uh, my name is Riley Manny Bears, my black, Blackwood name is uh, Running Buffalo
0: mm.
1: and I'm uh, from the Sixth Gun Nation.
0: Yeah, so I guess, did you get that name in ceremony and was that before or after you started running? Actually,
1: I got this name about three years ago, just before I was heading off to Brazil for the first annual World Indige- Indigenous Games. And so, um, yeah, you know, I had a face painting ceremony and then all of a sudden, you know, I ended up getting a Blackwood name and, you know, when I was younger, I always wanted a Blackwood name and, you know, so it was a huge honor and it's, it's a privilege and I'm blessed to have this amazing uh, Blackwood name. And so, um, you know, the the society members gave me a story on why they, well, on how they gave me running Buffalo and the meaning of it. So, um, you know, in our culture that Buffalo is always sacred and, you know, like, but besides, like, buffaloes do provide all the food, cold and shelter. But, you know, with the buffalo, you know, he goes through many storms. Unlike other animals, if a storm comes, the animal will turn away. But the buffalo just, you know, goes right through. And, like, with myself, my life story, you know, growing up, you know, I faced many challenges. And so I pretty much just went on through the many, many storms head high. And so, yeah, it was an amazing story to hear that. And mm-hmm. I really do... Like my, like my Blackfoot name.
0: Yeah, I bet I I would. Oh, it's such an honor when I get when I got my name. It was by a Cree man, a Cree elder. And uh, but the moment I met like uh, one of the elders from this area, he uh, immediately started calling me my name, but only in Blackfoot. Mm. So I videotaped it and listened to him, and I've been trying to learn how to say my name in Blackfoot, mm-hmm. and apologize every single time to any of the language keepers oh. every time I. Oh attempt it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh it's fun uh stories to tell about um our ceremonies so i appreciate you sharing that with us yeah, yeah that's great no problem yeah so wh- when did you start running and why did you decide that yeah this is something i'm going to keep doing and and really work at it
1: um well you know i grew up you know my my like grandparents always encouraged me to be you know athletic and sometimes i'll go visit them out in way out in crawford ferry you know it's just an isolated area and then um you know, I was pretty, like when I was younger, I really, still to this day, I enjoyed video games, right? Mm. And so, um, my my grandparents didn't really like me staying in the house for like 10, 12 hours a day, you know, I was playing video games, and she, they also told me like, go out, enjoy the land, and you know, just be part of, you know, Mother Nature, Mother Earth, you know, just leave your footprints. Mm. And so, um, yeah, and then, well, where I stayed is, you know, where where my grand like grandparents stayed is it's a pretty isolated area. You know, only three houses and and so my cousins always lived in those two other houses. And so um, and so every single day, I'd always be active. You know, whether it be like playing tag, playing football, uh, soccer, and then we'll literally be playing till like, you know, three in the morning. And I remember, you know, our favorite game would always be kick the can or home free, and like we'll be playing. Right from like nine PM all the way to like four AM and so we, <laughs> we literally be running for hours drenched in sweat and Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, and then, you know, I got I got introduced to track and field at grade five and I attended school in Bizano. So um you know, it's kind of a mixed school, you know, a lot of First Nations from six attend there and so um yeah, I got introduced to track and field, you know, I didn't know that there was a sport for running, so like, oh so everyone had to join, you know, my teacher you know, pretty much. Signed. I remember running my first eight hundred meter race. I remember it so well because I was this you know, I I, I remember at the starting line, you know, there's there's about there's about like fifteen of us on the starting line, and, and I remember um, I really stood out because the way I was dressed. I was dressed in jeans, skater shoes, and while the other you know um, kids, athletes, were you know had like nice shoes, nice apparel, and then you know I, re- I really stood out, and then. You know, gun goes off. Got starting gun goes off, and you know, eight hundred meters is two laps. And so I remember I just took off, and you know, I ended up winning. Yeah, it was a great, great feeling. And you know, like oh, I couldn't really, you know, do. You know, I can really make something out of this. And so um, yeah, you know, I pretty much was being active, and and yeah, and I kept at it throughout my junior high years and high school years. But you know, at the time, you know, I was. You know, growing up, you know, I didn't, you know, it was pretty, um, pretty rough, I'd say, you know, I faced many challenges, you know, I grew up in a really dysfunctional home, mm. you know, uh, drugs and alcohol, um, family violence, poverty. And so, you know, there'd be days where, you know, would go to school without any lunches or, you know, without, you know, be, you know, couldn't afford like nice, nice things. And so, um, you know, like my only escape from that was sports. Mm. I pretty much participate as many sports as I can, you know, from volleyball, basketball, just to be with friends and so, you know, I always wanted to be a hockey player. You know, I you know, I, I always respect every athlete, but I always wanna be a hockey player because, you know, my friends and, you know, people were trying. And I did I did try for one year but it was so expensive. I couldn't even afford like a decent stick or skates and I was pretty much getting bullied because I couldn't tie my skates and so um so my self esteem went down and then, you know, that's how I got Influenced into like volleyball and basketball and so, you know, I pretty much kept at it and yeah,
0: that's good Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I loved high school sports. I wasn't uh, very good at all of them. That's for sure <laughs> um, I, I had a small town so they pretty much were were always looking for numbers. And I was kind of, like, lucky to have somebody say, hey, maybe volleyball's your thing. And, yeah, yeah, so I I understand, like, it was just something to do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that's good. But to hear that uh, you had to face those barriers, that. while it sucks I guess it I I hate the word resiliency in some ways but in other ways I don't know a better term to really talk about you know going beyond the barriers and
1: no I was I'm actually you know blessed I experienced those barriers because um, it made me a better person you know more grateful for things you know I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm like it made me uh, mentally strong and you know just you know showing like you know when I was younger I thought I was the only one going through those barriers and challenges but as I got older, I started to realize there's a lot of First Nations youth that went through that. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of like you know I'm not the only one, and and so you know I was pretty much determined, and yeah, I wanted to be a role model someday. And you know I remember an individual saying like, oh, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be a great athlete one day. And I was like, well, mm. I'm, I'm gonna show you someday. So
0: yeah. And
1: then you know I'm, I don't want to rub it in the face, but you know just you know stories like that you know that kind of pretty much motivates me and yeah just to be better
0: yeah i like proving people wrong too yeah <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't i don't like using that word i like
1: to prove myself wrong that
0: yeah but, that yeah. you can do better yeah, exactly. That you can do better than what they think yeah yeah i hear you um i just wanted to kind of give some background to people who are listening that in order for me to be in this deerfoot sportplex with you right now i had to go past the um indian residential school which is now a college and um how long did it take for you to know about like that bigger picture of you know the dysfunction that we grew up in is a result of things that were completely out of our control?
1: Yeah, um you know like a lot of parents, grandparents, you know, they went through residential schools. And so you know with the whole you know like um, you know sexual abuse, uh, verbal abuse and and all that and so um you know like it pretty much you know Once they finish school, I'm not an expert on the subject, but, you know, like, for example, my, you know, my grandparents, you know, they're, they're heavily into, you know, alcohol. And so, you know, they pretty much, you know, pass on to that abuse to like, you know, their, their kids. And so that pretty much, you know, it's kind of domino effect, you know. And so, you know, I experienced that, but, you know, like we, you know, we're at a time where kids are starting to realize that, you know, that's not a life to live. Mm-hmm. and then they you know they want to do better things you know for their future kids yeah and they want to kind of prevent that and so you know it's either they'll go back you know get go to school get a degree master's PhD whatever you know just to provide a sta- st- stable future for their kids you know and not only that but they got to like pretty much you know I would say you know give them some be strict on them you know just about you <laughs> know so yeah I do believe that you know yeah
0: yeah discipline discipline yeah. is what got you here as well yeah. right like it's it's not just uh you know giving boundaries to your kids it's that giving your boundaries to yourself in order to be in a position where you're literally training for the olympics now yeah and representing canada yeah that's amazing how did you get there how like what what were some of the key points that made you realize you can represent canada well
1: i'm not an olympian yet but you know my my goal of me going to become an Olympian, going to the Olympics started at, um, I believe I was 14, 14 turning 13. It was around the Vancouver Winter Olympics, you know, um, you know, I just, you know, it's like, and I, I did re- recall watching some Olympics, but I, I didn't really, you know, someday, oh, wow, I want to become an Olympian. But mm-hmm. you know, I remember this really particular moment when the Vancouver Games was happening. I remember, you know, on a Sunday evening at my house and, you know, we're watching on this, Small box TV. We only got one channel, CBC, and then the events were done that Sunday evening. And then, um, and I remember, you know, I seen this Disney logo. I was like, oh, it's a Disney movie. So I guess, you know, keep watching it. All of a sudden, I seen the title "Cool Runnings." I so was like, oh, "Cool Runnings." I like, you yeah, know, what's this about? And then the next day, I told my dad, I was like, hey, what's the, what's a movie "Cool Runnings"? And next he told me about, you know, it's about a, a Jamaican bobsled bobsled team competing at the nineteen eighty eight Calgary Winter Olympics. i like, oh, I didn't know Calgary hosted the Olympics. And then you know, just seeing like, you know, the determination and, you know, their motivations for them to get to the Olympics and you know, just I went mixing that pretty much trigger like, oh wow, you know, someday I want to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Not in bo not in Bob but you know, in distance <laughs> running. So, you know, not only that but I was like, Oh wow, Vancouver Winter Olympics is happening to the province next to me and so and then yeah, you know, I just told myself, you know, that very particular moment I said, Yeah, I want to become an Olympian and then, um, Along the way, I met some great, you know, I I do recall for the first time, it was around 2011, and I remember I attended a sports summit, a Nike and seven sports summit down in um, Beaverton, Oregon. So, you um, know, I was chit chatting with someone and they said, oh, um, they, they know I was a runner. They're like, oh, you're gonna be the next Billy Mills. And I was like, Billy Mills, who, who's Billy Mills? And he said, yeah, he's a, you should look him up. He's a Native American who won uh, the gold medal in distance runners, and he didn't really, really know what event it was like distance running. So I quickly googled it, and, and then, you know, heard it, hearing that he won the gold medal in nineteen sixty four, Tokyo Olympics in the men's ten thousand meter. And so, I automatically became a fan, and then you know just, I remember saying, you know, someday I'm going to meet this, inspire individual, individual. And so I didn't know what he looks like or who he is, and so I just that very particular moment, you know, I became a fan, and then you know around twenty fourteen I got the opportunity to meet him and and then not only that but you know over the years, you know, me and him just have this great relationship because me and him could really relate because, you know, he was an orphan. You know, oh. he lost he lost his parents at a young age and he went to the University of Kansas. He experienced racism mm-hmm. and, you know, he was on the verge of suicide. Wow. And so um and then, you know, that moment, you know, he you know he's about to jump out of the hotel window and then that you know that moment he wrote down his dream to win a gold medal in the olympic ten thousand meter, and so and then he ends up winning it you know like he goes to the olympic games a year before he was diagnosed hypoglycemic you know 25 laps on a muddy track in tokyo and you know he was going up against world-class record holders you know he was a virtually unknown you know people didn't thought that he would win and you know all of a sudden he ends up winning so Still to this day, you know, he's the only person in the Western, Western Hemisphere to have a gold medal in that particular event. Not only that, but still the only American. Wow. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, I have this great relationship alongside his, his amazing wife, his amazing wife, Patricia Mills. And, you know, like we always keep in contact. And, you know, me, it's just, you know, amazing having that connection with someone who we really look to look up to and inspire because you know, um, 2015 when he first came to Six Guys, I you know I was, you know, I was going through a lot because 2013 I lost my 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 dad passed away, and so I was oh. I experienced depression, got into drugs and alcohol, mm. and then you know just you know being around him, you know, really, you know, really, uh, really inspired me. And so I, you know, I said, you know what, you know, he this guy went through the same, what I'm going through, so mm. you know there is hope and yeah.
0: That's amazing. I'll, first of all, I'm inspired by you watching Cool Runnings. <laughs> I made my daughter to do it not that long ago. and uh, Because I live in Calgary, and we live kind of down the street from the hotel that they did a lot of that filming from. Mm. You know, I'm, a, I'm an Uber fan. And I'm 41, so I remember what it was like going through the 88 Olympics when yeah. I was younger. So hearing that was inspiring. But then to hear about this gentleman, like I'm going to be Googling about Mm -hmm. him after this and finding out more about him. And, you know, that's somebody that I keep thinking about when we talk about hosting the Winter Olympics. I drove by an old Indian residential school in order to come here to talk to you. And I don't know if Calgarians understand the legacy of what the Truth and Reconciliation Commission put together in their calls to action and and their sports. I was wondering if you um, had read any of the calls to action towards sports and if you had any thoughts that you have towards that
1: actually I did read a few things and you know um, I'm not really an expert on that because you know like Mm -hmm. I could say the wrong thing but you know like I do believe that sports can change people it can change the world and you know like um, sports saved me from my addictions you know saved me from you know me the urge of you know attempted suicide and so um, you know um, like I do believe that you know, being active, living a healthy lifestyle is a great, you know, it's a great, um, you know, it's a great antidepressant. You know, it never mm-hmm. mind these prescription pills, you know, if you just get active, it really gets rid of stress. And so I've been a, uh, you know, fitness freak. I've been pretty much active all day. And, yeah, you know, I just, you know, get, even when I'm, it's funny because I work at Sportsplex, different Sportsplex, and I'm literally working. Twelve hours a day. I'm so used to it because I have access to you know basketball, weight room, and you know like not only that. But you know we do. I do get comments saying, "Oh, why are you working out? You're supposed to be working." I was like, "Well, you know it's you know the higher up said we can because we're promoting fitness, and they're like, okay, and so you know you know I was, you know I enjoy my time working here, and yeah, like I do believe that you know like, like sports can. really give a lot of options you know it it opens many doors for people
0: yeah a 100% like
1: like with my success you know I just you know just about you know three years ago it's about three four years ago I was about to quit the sports really quit you know I was down with it and then you know I was heavily into my addictions and you know my brother my younger brother actually it's it's his birthday today November 7th so oh so he's turning he's turning 21 and yeah and um you know he's pretty stern stern and strict (laughs) with me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, you know I'm kind of grateful I do have that I mean he kind of you know it ticks me off sometimes but it's tough love and you know I got this opportunity well he's pretty much Nagin I don't know like the head of the track and field coach for the 2014 North American Indigenous Games and
0: mm. I didn't
1: want to do anything with that you know like no I don't want to go and he I don't know he somehow got me on and then I just I hated I hated him for that like no it's I don't like it, how you're living a self, self-destructive self life, you know, just start training again. And, you know, start started training for my therapy and then, yeah, I went out there, came home with a few gold medals and yeah, it was a great feeling. And yeah, sort of like-
0: <laughs> Just came home with a few gold medals. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. That's an amazing accomplishment. And then, so you know,
1: I, and I remember winning for the first time, you know, like probably over a year. And I said, you know, I, you know, I like this feeling, this is better than, you know, Partying. and so i just yeah kept at it and then then 2015 you know was basically my highlight years like winning every race almost um you know i was fourth at the national the canadian national championships in the half marathon you know my first time running the half marathon you know and then you know like me being a 19 year old getting these great comments saying you know wow you could be the next i you know hearing tom bombo like oh wow that's a huge honor and you know, the legacy of Tom Longboat and and then yeah, and then I faced a huge barrier around like the summer of twenty fifteen because I was on the verge of making a national team to represent um the national team at the twenty fifteen Toronto Pan Am games. And so, you know, I was in great shape and then I hit a little stump, a barrier. So I've been having I thought I was having these heart spasms but turns out that it was a severe heart disease. And so I ended up in a emergency room and they're you know they're figuring out what was going on and and i end up back there you know they did some tests and then you know me being this young hot-headed you know you know fool you know i kept training and i ended up going back in the next ER and it turns out i was diagnosed with a severe heart condition called well parkinson's so it's like a you know a few blood clots and valves that are not working and so um really yeah
0: Holy! So, do they know why? Like, is that just some you know genetic thing that happens? Yeah, or? I,
1: yeah. I, so I just, it found out. I, I found out that my on my late dad's side, there's a history of heart diseases. Mm. And so you know I was really upset, and then um, yeah, and then I got an opportunity. Like <laughs> the end of August, you know, I got an opportunity. To represent Team Canada at the first annual World Indigenous Games Center in Brazil, so I obviously said, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm ignoring my heart disease, and then I remember, you know, I remember t- like after that phone call, and I remember, "I was like, oh man, my heart is my heart. Um, what did I do? What, what, what have I done?" And so, you know, I went to um, talk to my doctor, cardiologist, and so not only that, but I believed in the ways of our life,
0: mm. you know,
1: with, not Ducey, God, creator, and so, you know, with the power of prayer, you know, I attended more, you know, I attended our, our ceremonies, you know, pipe ceremonies, sweat lodges, face painting, you know, just, okay. you know, having faith, have, believing in our culture, mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, and then, you know, my heart was showing some improvement, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, I went down to the game, like, my heart was all good, but just, couldn't train as much got the approval so i started training smart eating eating things i need to eat and yeah and then you know uh, went to these games it was just amazing you know seeing indigenous culture all over the world coming together you know showcasing their ways of life and to me that was probably the best component of the games you know just it it didn't feel like like competing against each other you know it was just like
0: Mm. basically
1: you know meeting people you know just chit-chatting with them you know I didn't really care if I was running. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, it should be, you know. I want to know your ways of life, or I want to know what you do. And so you know, it's just you know, still to this day, you know, I, I have I still keep in touch with them. You know, basically, we're like a huge family, and you know, it's it's amazing. You know, we I'm I'm blessed with the relationships we made, and then then race day came on October thirty first, twenty fifteen. You know, two hundred fifty runners from all over the world. You know, plus forty five humid down in the heart of Brazil in Palmas sorry and so you know gun goes off everyone started going out tonight and I remember first kilometer came my heart was starting to sting was starting to hurt and then I said I, I'm gonna have to quit I, I, I don't know if my, my heart can handle this and then two kilometers came I was with the leaders and I remember saying well you no know, I didn't came all this way down here to lose you know i came down here to win mm-hmm. i'm not gonna let this heart disease control me i'm gonna control it you know and then third kilometer came i led all the way to the last kilometer eight kilometers and i remember breaking the tape you know my mind was going off and i remember during the race i was having i was pretty much about the blackout because of my heart you know it was straining so bad that i wanted to stop but i couldn't and you know I was willing to you know you know die
0: if there's a way to go out it's gonna be running exactly
1: and so you know me being this you know this you know this hot-headed 20 year old 19 year old you know this and so you know I end up winning you know it was a great feeling and you know my I totally ignored my heart I was like you know it was amazing and then yeah I let my family know and you know I was just enjoying it and you know I didn't really you know I was trying to go back to the athletes village but you know people are constantly you know taking pictures like yeah yeah, sure sure so you know that's it's,
0: awesome yeah so you became an international celebrity immediately uh, yeah, yes you did yes yeah yep. <laughs>
1: sure, if you humility so. humility yeah. You're,
0: you're very humble that and that's a beautiful trait to have for sure but i just i'm really i am blessed to hear your story actually and to hear what it was like from your perspective going through that with your heart condition, is there anything that can be done?
1: Actually, um, so when I came home, you know, there's a huge buzz. And then you know, I remember for, for the first time hearing this individ—this young individual say, no, you're a, you know, I look up to you, you're a role model. And, mm-hmm. then, and then those words, you know, at the time, of course, I came home and partied to celebrate, and then, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, just hearing that, and I remember I said, you know what? I think it's I don't I think it's time I quit that lifestyle because yeah. since I'm a role model, you know, like growing up I didn't have any positive role models. Yep. You know, they're heavily into their drugs and alcohol. Mhm. And every time i look up to them, you know, what would turn me off was, you know, them in their drugs and alcohol and so I kinda wanted to break that stereotype. And it's funny because my role models were anime characters. Oh cool. So Goku and Naruto, like what I learned from them, from these fictional characters is, you know, got to train hard to get wherever you want to and, all, and always believe in yourself. And so I, you know, like, you know, without those, you know, those two fictional characters, you know, I wouldn't tr- start training because of them. And then, um, Amazing. and so, yeah, I know I, you know, my greatest, personally, my greatest achievement was, is being drug and alcohol free. And so, you know, you know, I kind of want to pave that way for other First Nations athletes. because so yeah to me that's my personal achievement and then but the heart disease um I had a heart heart surgery I think it was in March of 2016 and then I got an email from my good friend Billy Mills if I want to run at the 2016 Boston Marathon so in that year they were acknowledging Native American champions so who won the Boston Marathon so for example um Tong Longboat, who won the Boston Marathon, and Tarzan Brown. And so they're building, with Billy Mills' foundation called Running Strong for American Indy Youth, they're building this team of five runners to to represent Team Running Strong to go to the Boston Marathon. And so I was at, I was on a team, the only one from Canada, and then and then all of a sudden, my doctor called me and said, well, you know, we finally rescheduled surgery for you, but it's this date, March something. I can't remember then. It was like, Shucks, the Boston Marathon is next month, and he's like, "Well, you know, we can always postpone it, but that's not gonna be until next year." Like, oh shucks, and then, so, what did I do? I got the heart surgery. You know, I was awake during the procedure. You know, and then I I remember I remember you know option A didn't work, and the doctor the surgeon was was telling me that, you know, it didn't work, but there's plan B, but you know it's fifty fifty, you know. It can, you know, the outcome of it, you know, it'll be success. You know, and the other one, you know, you could die from it.
0: Mm.
1: And then me, you know, I always got to have humor. And I said, you know what? You know, I'm planning not to die. You know, I'm planning. Yeah, I, I got I got stuff to do in my life. Yeah. And so she liked that enthusiasm. And so, yeah, you know, surgery was a success. And then took a, try to take a week's bed rest, but I couldn't. <laughs> but so but you know I went to the went to the Boston Marathon 42.2 kilometers and yeah it was one of my all one of my long term like one of my goals was to run in the Boston Marathon because in 2013 my grade 6 teacher ran the Boston Marathon you know it was a sad year because it happened in 2013 that's when the Boston bombing happened and so
0: whoa
1: yeah and then um, and then three years later I ended up running and so it's you know, it's pretty ironic you know so, you know it's funny because when I make goals I end up achieving them so
0: yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Oh well that's a really incredible story about your heart and about um, and also just by chance having a teacher your grade six teacher that that I, I'm assuming survived the, the yeah. Boston, okay yeah. um, but still that's that's incredibly traumatic so wow. Yeah, these are stories of why we have the podcast, because I don't know how many people would know these things about you. Yeah, Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to... I never got a chance to tell you, I I did meet you once, but it was, uh, I don't know, two or three years ago, and it was at a, a conversation, and it was about resiliency and youth, and you had spoke... But we didn't get a real chance to connect because, you know, you were one of the keynote speakers. So a lot of people wanted to speak to you. And it was important to me because there was people from all across the country that you get those contacts. And I thought, oh, well, here's somebody to watch. And I'm pretty sure that's why I was already following you on Twitter. But I don't (laughs) think you tweet that much. So, (laughs) yeah, I usually I
1: usually like to live a calm, peaceful life. Like I'm pretty much laid back. Yeah. But sometimes I do tweet, you know, not to like just... You know, oh, I'm um, getting a cappuccino artist. You know, I usually tweet, you know, post stuff about, you know, future events or what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, something positive in my life, you know, just, you know, whether it's going to a, you know, community, First Nations community, doing like a presentation or run a clinic, you know, just to kind of really promote promote myself in a positive way. And so, oh, 100%. Yeah, so.
0: That's good role modeling. Yeah. And uh, when you were talking about there being, you know, no drugs or alcohol in your life, Um. I remember going to a political event and somebody gave me a, some wine and I, I we took a picture and I did immediately get told, you shouldn't be posting pictures of you with drinks. And I didn't really realize that that means I'm role modeling for other people. So yeah. I understand where you're coming from and how weird it is yeah. sometimes to be like, why, why would you say I'm a role model? Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm at that age where, well, me... Uh... <laughs> Lately, well, it's in today's generation, it's memes. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll always like, uh, share a meme. Sometimes it'll be humorous, inappropriate humorous, and sometimes (laughs) I'll get,
0: you know, kind of like
1: that funny feedback. Like, come on, you're supposed to, you know, (laughs) be a good example. But you know, it's you know, they're just kind of
0: forgetting that you're like, you know, twenty one. (laughs) So. Yeah.
1: Well, technically, I'm 23 right
0: now. So. 23. Yeah. 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 Well, it's and thank you for for telling our viewers or our listeners what, oh, yeah. how old you are now. Yeah. So appreciate that. Yeah. No Worse. Yeah. So, jeez, I feel like I have so much to ask you, and I don't even know where to begin now. Um, what was it like getting a sports agent, and then I don't have a agent. you don't have a no, sports agent? Have, I don't
1: have a sports agent. I usually, you know, I meet people at these events, and you know, we I, we just have a personal relationship, so. Sometimes they'll invite me to events or sometimes I'll invite them to events. You know, it's just a great relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been blessed to meet, you know, like great athletes, Olympians. And, you know, it's just an ama- amazing thing. And so, you know, I, you know, um, like, you know, it's funny because, you know, growing up, I, I pretty much doubted myself saying like, oh, I'm only a kid from the res. I won't be able to travel around the world and here enough from travel the world with athletics and you know and then and then um, in 2018 you know I was you know it was a pretty um, first time experience in many things for the first time you know sometimes you know I had many great opportunities this year but you know they didn't go through and you know you know I was, to me they're more like life lessons mm-hmm. you know I accepted a scholarship offer in Oklahoma for post-secondary because you know um you know when my siblings well when my my dad passed away you know my mom heavily got into addictions mm-hmm. and then I would say well she pretty much just kicked out my brother and two younger sisters mm-hmm. and so my brother my siblings moved on my auntie and so you know uh you know and then you know they've been living with her for a while and you know and then earlier this year, you know, we started having a relationship with with my mother, and so we pretty much reconciled. You know, we forgave each other, and you know, she's, you know, she pretty much I wouldn't say move on, but you know, I'm I'm happy for her because, you know, she has a um a a partner, a significant other, and you know they,
0: you
1: know um, you know I miss uh I have a stepsister, but I take her as my full blood sister, and so, you know, she's about two years old, and you know, so I've been pretty much catching up with her, you know, I treat her as my own sister, you know, like, Of course. You know, I do, you know, I was hanging around, you know, I always visit my mom, you know, it's just great, you know, like, I remember, you know, it's just, you know, I remember first time we started having a conversation, it felt weird, but, you know, it felt really good for me because I never spoken to her ever since my dad passed away, and so, you know, and then, you know, me me getting a scholarship offer, you know, I went to the school, you know, I really liked it, and then you know, I was all set to roll, got accepted, and then got an email late July, because classes were starting, like, literally three weeks, two weeks, and so um, I got an email from the coach stating that um, the school has cut the funding for the track and field cross country program, oh. so I was really upset, you know, I was just, you know, it wasn't, you know, 2018 wasn't going as well for me, you know, I was like, oh, you know, hitting many barriers, but, you know, like, well, you know, it's just you know, it's just meant making me mentally strong, and so. Yep. You know me, and then you know I said, you know what, I'm. You know, life is about exploring, participating in life, do as much as you can, and then. You know, with me being just me taking distance running serious, you know, I remember during around late late August, you know, three a.m., just having those late night thoughts, you know, thinking what I'm going to do, and then, I remember telling myself you know, what What am I going to do? You know, if I want to become the best runner, why don't I move to a place where every day it's constantly eat, sleep, and run? And just like that, I thought of Kenya. That's where the world's best runners live, train, and eat in Eten, Kenya. And so,
0: hmm. you know,
1: I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Kenya. <laughs> and then, you know, this is that little talk, and then all of a sudden, I went to two days later. I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, oh, why did I say that and then you know and i just pretty much like oh i kind of i do want to work but you know i kind of want to go you know go train be part of a running club and you know, i don't me i like to explore go somewhere new you know i wouldn't say start fresh but you know just be away from distractions well i don't have many distractions on but you know just go away where i could just constantly focus And mm. so i remember telling my good friend uh, a buddy of mine he was telling me about the schooling situation I said you know um, it didn't go as didn't go to plan he's like oh shucks so what are you going to do and he said um, I'm thinking i would move out to Kenya and I remember he was walking he turned around he walks so up he's like Kenya you know that's that's a crazy stupid good idea
0: <laughs> and
1: so he thought I, he thought I was joking and then yeah. and then yeah you know I just I was like you know what I'm going to do it Yeah. and he said why not that's a good idea and so I just you know, I told a few people a few people were saying the same thing hey, are you crazy? why are you moving out there? and then and then from this you know this nonsense talk you know came good you yeah. know, people were like really supporting like oh that's great you know we want to see you know you know we. it's great it's a good way for you to show that you can leave this reserve to pursue your goals you know it can't be like you go to Calgary do this and do that you know you're showing them that you can go far away and it just shows you how bad you want something in your life and so you know i'm getting great responses and you know moving moving to kenya on november 10th so it's a couple more days and i'll be out there for six months i want to stay out there longer but with the whole travel visa issue uh maybe i'll find some more details in that and you know it's been getting great support you know a lot of people are calling me you know it's you know it's amazing i never met anyone like you and you know it's <laughs> i don't mind it you know it's should be a great adventure and you know i'm looking forward. you know it's a you know sure it's scary but you know it's a scary good you know if, you know because my goal is to run in the tokyo 2020 olympics because my role model billy mills ran in the 1964 tokyo olympics
0: oh and i love that story and so
1: it's it's kind of you know it's kind of It's really special when I think about like, wow, my my mentor role model ran down there, and then, and not only that, but the mascots and the ambassadors are actually Goku and Naruto, you know, these fictional characters I looked up to, and so it's kind of a, you know, it's...
0: Whoa. So, yeah. It's, it's like it's just meant to be. Exactly. It's so... meant to be. So for old people like me who don't really understand anime, is this like a book series that...
1: Um, Well, um, anime is more like a cartoon. Okay. And manga is more of a book.
0: Okay, okay. So, I think yeah. my daughter was into the book series manga, yeah, funny yeah. enough. Yeah. And, uh, and do you play Fortnite?
1: Actually, so... I'm a huge video game person
0: I and heard then, you say that and yeah. I thought we better so I, tell I, I our do listeners. I do
1: play video games but not as much as I used to if I got if it's an off season I'll be playing video games all night but <laughs> and I did play fortnite yep. for a couple months and then whoever's listening you know someone my age the the updates have been getting so ridiculous I just lost interest cool and I'm like you know what why am I wasting my life on this I'm gonna go back to old school play these old old school video games and yeah. so you know old school is better and so yeah I've been playing a few classic games from like 20 10 years ago and yeah I know <laughs> I mean that but I do love you know movies I always enjoy movies reading comic books uh, graphic novels and autobiographies and all that and yeah I'm pretty much a huge geek as well
0: yeah me too that's why I'm here right now yeah. because I just love I love I love politics. I love talking about solutions and policy. Yeah. But I love Star Wars and Oh I, yeah.
1: I, I could literally talk about Star Wars, um, Marvel, you know, any other all these great eighties movies and nineties mm-hmm. and I could pretty much talk about Forever Not that but I do enjoy horror movies as well and <gasps> have you seen It? Yeah. The newest one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. And um because, you know, like they pretty much you know it's great acting and not it's not as scary but but it's still an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went... like I did read the book and you know some parts weren't added to the movie but you know it's you know some you know some movies don't go according to the books but you know it's still an enjoyable movie.
0: Yeah yeah oh I love hearing this part about people too because that's I mean we all love something whether it's True Blood or you know Stranger Things has yeah. been the new thing in
1: my life and yeah yeah I, 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 it's funny because I remember. It was around, around around November this year and then um one of my friends she was like, Have you ever watched Stranger Things? So, like, I've heard of it but I never got the chance, She's like, Well you're missing out and I remember you know, I I caught the flu or not the flu but I was pretty sick and and then I like like, Oh yeah, Stranger Things my friend was telling me about it so I watched it and I pretty much binge watched the whole season and then season two came and I was like, you know what, I I texted her, I was like, Oh, you are right, I, I'm missing out and I can't wait for season three, so next year, so
0: gotcha we yeah. just started season 2 so we got to yeah yeah go slowly and we're my daughter she's 11 so we watch riverdale as well yeah yeah so little things like that and oh, yeah. i'm trying to uh, be more silly with my girl <laughs> because she's such an old soul in a, this little 11 year old body so yeah that's <laughs>
1: like um i'll also show my siblings about these you know these great um classic movies like um my cousin was telling me like oh we should watch the Karate kid and I'm like the Ralph Macchio one, and yeah. he's like, like no, James Smith, like, like no, you gotta watch the the Ma- Ralph Macchio one and Mr Miyagi then. Yeah. You know he, I'm, you know I'm really annoyed that he said he didn't like. You know like oh, but, you know like that's classics. You know, yeah, I none of that, but like the old school horror movies and. I could really talk about forever and ever.
0: Excellent. Well, I want to, but I guess we'll have to do that on another episode oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I want to talk about the shining and there is a fellow named Tank Standing Buffalo and he he actually did my tattoo. And he's, he's half Blackfoot. And he talks about the shining and how it's like completely in this world, making fun of the moon landing and all sorts of things. I love that conversation <laughs> with him. So it's something I've been meaning to do is just take the time to figure out where, where the, all the similarities are. Yeah. Anyway, that's like uber geekville. So thank Quite. you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I, I guess I'll say thank you. And Good luck on your trip to Kenya. Oh, yeah. I oh, appreciate know, it. I once heard that uh, we're supposed to take our moccasins so we know how to come back home. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'll be praying for for you. Oh, thank you. And I'll lay tobacco, it. of course, of yeah. course. All right, and with that, we'll say thank you.
1: Dion.